0: All right, Ed, it's another episode of that thing that we do. Want to hear something cool? Want to hear something cool? Yeah! Motherfucker! Yeah! Motherfucker. Yeah, you want to hear something fucking cool? You fucking prick! Look at you judging us. Wow. I, I can tell already. I can tell already. Oh, really? Is this what this is? <laughs> I just, I hit play and these are the voices coming at me. and just swearing at me. Just yeah, immediately an F-bomb. Immediately. <laughs> well, For no reason. Listen here, bit. <laughs> Fuck bit. Yeah. <laughs> like a bit of fuck. Like a bit of fuck. <laughs> like You've heard a bit of honey. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit of fuck. Just a bit of fuck. Isn't the that old, what you find on the, the mattress? The fucking show isn't fucking like this. Isn't
1: that what you find on the mattress? A, a bit fuck of fuck.
0: Bit. A bit of fuck. A bit of fuck. Sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes.
1: I'm not sleeping here. There's a little a bit, bit of, of fuck. fuck in this mattress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <coughs>
1: Anyways. Uh, We
0: talk about uh, movies, television, and music, all sorts of cool stuff like that. Just weird, fun trivia facts.
1: Interesting. Cool things.
0: Interesting things. Mildly interesting. Sometimes fascinating. But regardless, always meeting the level of interesting.
1: All right. Never not once have we not met that
0: level. You do it.
1: I'm going to start with TV. With TV. All right. You know the TV show Archer? Yeah, love Archer. Love the show. Um, Archer started in 2010. Archer, it's believed, uh, has caused an uptick in people naming their son Archer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's not a good character. No, but it's a cool name. And literally in 2014, the male name Archer shot up. Like, went up drastically from twenty th- from any year before. Uh-huh. And, and it's believed that it's because of the TV show Archer.
0: Isn't there also the Green Arrow show that was really popular on the WB or CW, whatever the Christ it is now? I don't so know. So maybe it's that. it's it's His well, name is an Archer, but maybe they're like, oh, Archers be, are cool. But
1: in 2012, over 160 girls were given the name Khaleesi. After Game of Thrones. But that's
0: okay, because she's a good character. It doesn't matter. She's a good the, person. The point is
1: the name was put out there. Mm. Here's the thing. In uh, 1998, the show Sex and the City oh God. was a big deal, and there was a character on there named Aiden Shaw. I never really heard the name Aiden before that's that. That's true. My son is eight and has at least three friends named Aiden. Aiden. It is an extremely popular name. And I would be willing to bet, if you went and studied it, I don't know how you'd prove it, but I'd be willing to bet that all those mothers were fans of Sex in the City. Probably. And that's where and they their got husbands the
0: name. And their husbands probably didn't know. Had and no they just idea. went, oh, okay, that sounds and, like an yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's a nice name. That's a pretty cool good name. name. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's probably what happened, because I've never seen an episode of that, and certainly have never watched it obsessively and made caddy notes under the surname Mr. Bradshaw. <laughs> Mr. Carey Bradshaw online. Never. Not once. By the way, Mr. If you want to go to my blog. I still blog. I know the show's <laughs> been over for a while, but you, you can still find no, my blog. I'm
1: just fascinated by the fact that it and part of it I get just because, you know, now that name's out there and you're like, hey, that's kind of a cool name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Archer is up. Aiden's huge. A- I mean, if you look up right now, popular baby boy names, Aiden's a huge one.
0: You and, know, And I'm convinced it's from Sex in the City. Because Katie's pregnant. My wife Katie is pregnant. And we've been talking about what to name the kid, if it's a boy or a girl. And Archer Aiden Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually changing our last name to Khaleesi now. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's much better than we're. Yeah, that's a terrible oh, name. Oh, my God. So Henry <laughs> thought we should name the baby Finn. And we were discussing this as a family. We decided... We're not going to name the baby anything that isn't a unanimous decision by the family. Okay. We're probably going to name him whatever the hell we want, and the kid can go. Yeah. yeah. But still, <laughs> um, we decided, and so we're talking about this, and he said Finn, and I really like that name too. And Katie was like, no, because of the Star Wars movie, all the kids are going to be named Finn this year. Every baby boy born yeah. is going to be probably named Finn. And I, I went, can see that. Yeah, but I grew up with the name John. Okay. Yeah. Not exactly a rare name. Not unique Who gives in a crap? Way, yeah. It's fine. It. You know what? Maybe having a, a a ubiquitous name will force the kid to develop an identity of his own. All these kids with these crazy names, all probably end up just being accountants. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I think that's what happens. Okay. By the way, on that uh, Sex and the C- City show, there was a guy named Mr. Big. Nobody's naming their kid Mr. Big. I'm going to name my kid Mr. Big. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should. Because it'd be funny because it'd be Mr. Mr. Big Weir. Mr. (laughs) Mr. Big.
1: Hey, real quick. uh, We were talking about Archer. Something I found out about Archer. Mm -hmm. uh, The show, which I I love the show, is uh, animated in Atlanta, Georgia. But the 3D background models are made by Trinity Animation in Kansas City, Missouri.
0: Oh, look at us. How cool is that? Big KC. That's, that's how just, we do it. That's just cool. Yeah. Uh, so my TV fact is the cast of News Radio.
1: Oh, I loved that show. Love that show. Phil Hartman truly missed it. R.I.P.
0: Um, were banned from the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, after one appearance because of their bad behavior. How bad was their behavior? Apparently, they took off their shoes, stole wine off other tables, and... And then I'm not going to say the name of this person. I want you to guess who this is. Okay. One of the cast members allegedly asked for Helen Hunt's autograph on his penis. Joe Rogan. You would think Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, not Joe Rogan.
1: Was it Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman. <laughs> I love that man. No,
0: it was not Phil Hartman. <laughs> Phil Hartman's not the answer. Who was it? It's Andy Dick. Andy Dick. And I guarantee you, when they say the cast of news radio, they just mean the whirlwind of, of cocaine-addled hysteria <laughs> that is and Andy high-pitched Dick. ridiculousness that was Andy Dick <laughs> in the mid-90s. That yep. got, And continues to be a whirlwind of high-pitched hysterics and nonsense <laughs> Andy Dick I guarantee you all of that was him because all of those guys had had to have gone to the SAG Awards before oh, yeah Phil Hartman, Phil Hartman for Christ's yeah. sake he was he was on SNL uh the the chick who was the, the main star of news radio I can't remember what she'd done before but I've seen her in other stuff uh Dave Foley yeah I'll say
1: Dave Foley from, from kids the kids in, the, in hall. the hall I'm sure he was at an at award show I'm before, sure he was and since
0: yeah and so, has been
1: a delightful guest
0: so whatever I hate Andy Dick. you know the whole story behind Andy Dick and Phil Hartman's death? No. Oh, really? You don't know this? Okay, so uh, apparently Phil Hartman had this wife who was addicted to drugs. Right. It's kind of crazy. She was nuts, and she was doing really hardcore And I guess
1: cocaine. insanely jealous.
0: And, yeah, insanely jealous, doing lots of coke. And mm. he got her to knock it off. He, he's ever going to go to rehab. You're going to check in for the sake of our kids. You need to go to rehab. You need to get better. For the sake of our marriage, I love you. I don't want you to get better. You could have just left her. Right. Could have just left her crazy ass. Probably should. And I think 90% of guys probably would, but Phil Hartman was a good guy. Right. He was an upstanding man, wanted to keep his family together. So he gets his wife to rehab. She goes to rehab. It works, it's successful. And for like uh, uh, nine months to a year or so, his wife is fine. Sober. Sober. Good. Not on coke. Not on drugs. Wonderful. Then Phil Hartman starts working on news radio with Andy Dick. You're kidding me. Andy Dick openly doing drugs. Phil Hartman tries to keep his wife away from it. Right. Can't do it. Uh, She eventually sees Andy Dick doing drugs because he's just doing them everywhere. Yeah. Because he's Andy Dick. He gives her the drugs. He gives her more drugs. And then secretly behind Phil Hartman's back keeps giving her more and more and more drugs to the point where he was basically her dealer. Wow! Then one night, in a coke-addled frenzy, right? She kills Phil Hartman.
1: Goes crazy. And now kills Phil Hartman.
0: the uh, postscript to the story is that John Lovitz, who was like best friends with Phil Hartman and right. replaced him on news radio, loved him. Um, is at a bar a couple years later and sees Andy Dick at the bar, and like John Lovitz, even when he was working on news radio, hated Andy Dick because of what happened. Yeah, with I, could, I would imagine Phil so, Hartman's so. wife. Yeah. So John Lovitz is just you ignoring responsible him.
1: responsible for one of my best friend's deaths.
0: Right. He's just ignoring him, doesn't want to talk to him, doesn't want to make eye contact with him, can't stand him. And Andy Dick comes over to him and he goes, hey, this is my best Andy Dick impression, hey, you'd better watch out or I'm going to put the Phil Hartman hex on ya." Oh, my God. Yeah. At this point, John Lovitz grabs Andy Dick by the throat and slams him into a table. And starts just wailing on him. John the Critic, critic love lovitz it. John Thesbian Lovitz. John, that's the ticket lovitz lion it. guy, yeah. Choke slams Andy Dick into a table and starts beating the living shit out of him. Wow. And to I this I cannot day,
1: imagine John Lovett's. Ever being tough to anyone?
0: Oh my God, no! He beat the living crap out of Andy Dick. Wow! And uh, to this day, says he has absolutely no regrets about that. That he that guy totally had it coming and basically killed his best friend. Wow! Oh, yeah. There you go. That's Far out! News radio. Who knew that such a funny show would have such a dramatic thing or whatever? Uh, movie, movie fact. Show. You got a movie fact? I do indeed. Um, I
1: have an interesting thing about. <laughs> Okay, this is one of those jerky things that I think is funny that's probably not as funny as I think it is. Mm. Uh, V for Vendetta. Great movie. Uh, Originally, it was a graphic novel. Came out in in like 82, I think it was. Mm. And then in 05 or 06, they made the movie V for Vendetta. Awesome movie. Really
0: good movie. Very intense. Have you ever read the comic? I never have. Alan Moore. It's great. Same guy who did The Watchmen. You ever read The Watchmen or oh, watch yeah. the Watchman read, movie? Yeah,
1: yeah. I've seen the movie. I've read a little bit of the Watchmen. Yeah,
0: yeah. A fantastic writer.
1: Very cool. So, anyways, the movie comes out and there's the mask, the guy Fox mask. I think that's how you say it, Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways,
0: the I mask think it's Fox, actually. Fox. This guy fucks. That's <laughs> yeah. what they used to say about him all the time. <laughs> they just see him and you're like, that guy fucks.
1: Who was and it was a real guy, you know, Guy Fox. And and anyway, so the mask. Huge because of the movie, uh, because of the the graphic novel. It's become this symbol of protest. Liberty. Yeah. Um, the uh, hacktivist group, which I hate that term. The hacktivist group Anonymous uses it. Uh, it was part of the Occupy movement. It's been all kinds of stuff. Anytime there's a big protest against corruption, then they 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 don the Guy Fox mask because you know to show that they're. Anti-corruption. The problem is that mask uh, is copyrighted, and every time somebody buys it, they're giving money to Time Warner. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so their fight against corruption is lying in the pockets
0: of Time Warner. It's a little <laughs> weird to think that Time Warner could copyright somebody's face. I know, but it's not necessarily oh, really the I person's guess so. face. Yeah, yeah. It's this cartoon <laughs> character of... I would like to think that for accuracy, they dug that guy up out of some 16th century grave, <laughs> took his head, like remolded it to see what it would look like with skin it, on it. it was, like they opened
1: the grave and it had that 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 grin, yeah, and the perfect mustache, <laughs> the pointed <laughs> beard, that's like rosy red cheeks. That's and you exactly know how they knew what it looked like?
0: They knew that it was Guy Fox because huh. immediately. Uh, subconsciously, they all pointed at him and went, that guy fucks. <laughs> you can tell just by looking at him. That guy fucks. Uh, so, yeah. so I love that. It's kind of like the anarchy.com stuff. Yeah, <laughs> There's an anarchy.com. I, that
1: was the, the funniest thing I ever heard was the term organized anarchist. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you understand what you're saying?
0: There was somebody the other day who was going off on me on our, our text line on, on the Jonathan Weir show. Because uh, Will had some story about this guy who tried to blow up this congressman, Emmanuel Cleaver's office, by right. firebombing it. And he claimed he was an anarchist. And this guy on the text lines, like, would you please explain to people that this guy cannot be an anarchist because anarchists anarchists are peaceful? And I went, that doesn't make any sense at all. No. Anarchists can't be peaceful. A pacifist could it can only be peaceful. But then again, a pac- you could even claim a pacifist would maybe want to nuke the entire world because, hey, if we're all dead, then there's no yes. wars anymore.
1: Yes, the the war to end
0: all wars. There you go. The problem with the world is
1: too many people.
0: Right. There you go. I could see a pacifist even say that. It's like, nonviolence isn't necessarily an anarchist idea. And he was, like, arguing with me about what anarchism really means and all this stuff. Um, and I just I, – I don't understand people who take things that literally – and they're almost as bad as people who don't understand what the hell they're talking about in the first place. Like, that guy was too engrossed in the whole anarchist thing, and then there's people who don't even know what the hell it means in the first place. Yeah. Like, it just means, like, being cool, I think. (laughs) Woo! Because I like punk rock. Yeah! It means an A with a circle around it. Yeah. Which is, like, an at sign for people who (laughs) fucking rock! (laughs) Um, People who love the Sex Pistols! My movie fact is... You know, in Independence Day, by the way, the uh, Independence Day sequel, I don't care what anybody says, I'm going to go see it. The trailer looks awesome. The trailer looks awesome. The trailer looks really it got cool. got me hyped yeah. up. Got me yeah. hyped last I night. I have
1: to admit, it looks really
0: cool. Because uh, I saw it in, in front of... Um, uh, the Star Wars movie, which I've seen for five times now, <laughs> five times. But I did. I was like, "Oh, I don't care. Will Smith isn't in it. This is gonna be awesome." Yeah, no, it looks really good. We've had twenty years to prepare, repair, so have they. Oh, my dick is so hard. Um, <laughs> nothing to do with the movie. It just it just happens to be. Just happens to be. Uh, anyway, so got a bad batch of Viagra. In, in Independence Day, I would say a good batch of Viagra. <laughs> In Independence Day, one of the things that everybody harps on about the movie is that um, I'm going to call him Ian Malcolm because I don't remember what his name is. Uh, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah.
1: Oh, whatever yeah, yeah. his
0: character's name is, that isn't Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park, yeah, but, but it's it actually is. whatever. Yeah. It's the same goddamn guy, <laughs> the nerdy, cool guy. Right. Because Jeff, Go- let's be honest, that's what Jeff Goldblum does in a movie. Yeah. He's nerdy and cool at the same time. I don't know how he does that. Guys think they can beat him up and chicks still want to fuck him. I don't yeah. really understand how that works, but yeah, he doesn't. It. It's uh, the
1: leather jacket, I think. I think so.
0: Uh and and, and just the the smarminess of his nerdy ways. Smarmy. He's smarmy but nerdy. That's what it is. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, so Jeff Goldblum in this movie, uh in Independence Day, in the original one, one of the big criticisms was that he gives the aliens a virus. Right. And and uploads it and everything. And uh, since then, people have been like, "How did he understand how the aliens' computers worked? He, he can't use a Macintosh to hack di- hack into some intergalactic species alien system. That's insane. Can't happen." Right. Well, uh, apparently there was a m- scene that they cut from the movie. If you get the DVD for Independence Day, there is a scene that they cut where it basically shows him explaining, "Oh yeah, I." I was able to decode their language and their computer language and everything and run it through the system, so now I can run it on my Macintosh.
1: Well, why didn't they leave that scene in? I that don't know. Kind Apparently, of pivotal. it's only like 10
0: seconds. It Sounds but, like a pretty serious part, you I, know, I, plot I point. The only thing I can think of is that maybe they wanted, like, because I think sometimes they just like to, uh, like, movie makers just like to fuck with people, just like to mess with an audience just for yeah, no good reason. Yeah. Just for no good reason. At all. Another example is uh, Ben Stiller in Happy Gilmore. You know what always pissed me off about Happy Gilmore? What? Where was Ben Stiller's comeuppance? He's the worst character in the film. Oh, yeah, he's horrible. All Happy Gilmore does is beat the shit out of people who piss him off. Right. This guy's abusing his
1: grandmother. And and other elderly folk at the, at the old film. And
0: yeah. nothing happens to him. Nothing happens to him. It's the same thing. Un- apparently, there was another cut scene that's only like thirty seconds long of Happy Gilmore saying, "Hey, so my grandma told me what's going on here, and I don't like it." And uh, Ben Stiller's like, "Well, your grandma's nuts. She's got dementia." And Happy's like, "Okay, well, let's talk about this." And then the next scene is him throwing Ben Stiller out of a window.
1: Yeah, could have left it in the movie. Yeah, totally should have left. Totally it Totally should have left it in. Totally should have. Always it in. bothered me. I, don't I hate know why. that though. There's a movie. Out of there. I mean, there's a movie called uh, Pirate Radio. Mm-hmm. And it's a fascinating story, not that great of a movie. I thought uh, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. It's a fascinating story about the the BBC and, and, and British radio, like the greatest in the early 60s, the, the greatest rock and roll music was coming out of England, mm-hmm. and England government wouldn't allow it to be played on the airwaves. But the law said that they couldn't from English soil broadcast this terrible rock and roll music. So they put a radio station on a ship and they sailed up and down the River Thames and broadcast from there, which it's a cool story. It's it's fascinating. It's very interesting. The movie was okay. If you ever get the DVD, the deleted scenes are fantastic. Really, Like it's such a better movie. It's so good and it it explains more and there's a lot of jokes and it's. I've never it's seen- such a
0: better movie. I've never seen the uncut or cut version, but I think, isn't I Am Legend supposed to be like that, too? It's the same thing. Yeah. Where, like, the cut scenes, actually, if they left them in, it would have made a lot it more sense. explains the movie more and, explains more. and the,
1: why he is the legend. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, what the title even means.
0: Uh, and Lord of the Rings, the same thing. Where the, the movies, actually, I guess it's the opposite. The movies are pretty good, Yeah. but then with all of the extra scenes in there, it's like one of the most epic, amazing tales oh, you yeah. could possibly watch. It's fantastic. It's, uh, I mean, if Four you four-hour films, no, <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally thirteen hours of your life, right, right, to watch um, it all. But my God, do it, it! What else are you gonna do? Just masturbate using Cheetos and tears as lube? Come on! <laughs> if you're the kind of guy who's got time to watch Lord of the Rings, I'm saying that's the thing about our our, <laughs> our lives now. I get so sick and tired of people say, "Oh, time to do that." What the hell else are you doing? All I see is people just going on Facebook and, and Twitter yeah. and doing nothing else. You don't have time to go to the movies. You don't have time to, to just take your kids to the park. Nobody's ever out doing anything anymore. We no, went to the park no. today. There was nobody there on one of the most gorgeous days that we've ever been gifted. At, at, in recent memory, nobody's at the park. Nobody has their dog out. Nobody has a kid out. Nothing. Anyway. Uh- okay. <laughs> fun radio show. Indeed. Um music. Music. Uh music. Well, um I've been
1: watching uh on the Hulu this show um uh, The Goldbergs, which I highly recommend. Uh it's really funny. I'm not I've I've totally been turned off to most sitcom type shows. The Goldbergs is
0: hilarious. I like the Goldbergs because it's ma- basically making fun of sitcoms. It's a deconstruction, kinda, of, yeah, of sitcoms because they do the 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 learning thing with the song underneath it at the end of every episode. Right. And
1: well, it's uh, uh the guy that Adam Goldberg, the guy whose show it is, uh basically said he wanted to rip off The Wonder Years, mm-hmm. so he has Patton Oswald do the that makes sense, the voiceover, yeah. you know, narration at the beginning, and and he. Tries as best he can to rip off the Wonder Years. And, uh, anyways, the Goldbergs is great. God, how hot
0: was Winnie Cooper?
1: (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. Uh,
0: so anyway. She was on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Still amazing. Still just, still Winnie. Just want to take her, and I don't even want to have sex with her. Like, I just just want to, I just want to worship her. You know? (laughs) It's it's like a weird, it's even worse. Brush her hair. It's creepier than just wanting to (laughs) just drop a load in her. I, I just, I want to just take her and hold her and sing to her.
1: Drop a load in her. <laughs> God, that sounds wonderful. Is she a toilet? I'm so confused. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, oh, she uh, there was recently was an episode. Stop it. <laughs> there was recently an episode of the Goldbergs where they paid homage to the Beastie Boys. Ah. Huh. And uh, which, it's the Beastie Boys, man. You can't, everybody loves the Beastie Boys. They're great. It's mm-hmm. the Beastie Boys. So anyways, I was reading some uh, facts about the Beastie Boys, and you know, I know you know, originally the Beastie Boys were like this hardcore punk Punk band, band, and they had a chick drummer.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, there was a girl drummer, uh, Kate, and I can't even, Schellenbach? That sounds good. She went on to be in uh, the drummer for Luscious Jackson. Wow. Yeah. All right, good for her. And uh, so anyways, they ditched the drummer. Got Ad-Rock in there because it was Mike D and MCA. Uh, They got Ad-Rock in there, changed it up, became the Beastie Boys, started doing raps instead and all this stuff. What I didn't know is uh, the first album, the uh, License to Ill, first ever rap record to hit number one.
0: So before... Run, Run DMC did before it, anybody else made anybody an album. I'm trying to think of like who would have been to a hit, a mainstream one. rap artist before? The, would Grandmaster Flash have been considered mainstream? Yeah, was
1: that's just it? It was never mainstream. Right, that's it what was I'm saying. Still coming it was up. Still like considered urban. You had urban. Grandmaster Flash, and you had uh, I just went blank. Um, uh, uh, Run DMC. Well, Run DMC was huge, but raising hell didn't get as big as as Licensed to Ill did, right? I mean, License to Ill" was huge,
0: and, and to be fair, I think the biggest song on License to Ill" isn't even a rap song. It's "Fight for Your, fight right, for to your party. right to
1: Party," which MCA says started as a joke that went way too far. Right?
0: Yeah, they <laughs> they did not like that song.
1: I saw him in an interview once, or no, I read it in an interview one time, and they were asking about that song. He goes, "That song started as a joke, and it went way so too far." It's so
0: amazing how many bands hate their biggest song, like Nirvana, famously hate it smells like teen spirit in fact they said they wrote it as like this bubblegum pop song and it just happened to work and they thought okay we'll just do this a couple times but it was such a huge hit they had to stick with it and uh radiohead hates creep
1: hates oh hates creep uh the pretenders will not play brass in pocket really no refuse to play what that if they song? play
0: that goddamn rush limbaugh intro oh i
1: hope they dropped my city that, was gone
0: i think is the name of the song
1: I used to love that song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now I just think about a fat man sitting behind a <laughs> microphone, well, like hop- rubbing himself. Yeah. It's all I don't know why. Do you think he rubs his nipples? Cotton. You think he rubs his nipples Who as doesn't? that song is coming? In. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. <laughs> and he's talking to his nipples when he says "my friends." He's talking to them. But yeah,
1: we went. I I got to see uh, the Pretenders live, and was like, oh, I can't wait until they come back for their encore and play Brass in Pocket. Cause it's a huge song that everybody loves, and they never played it. Mm. And I was like, "What the hell?" And somebody told me, "Yeah, they hate that song. They don't play it." I was like, "That's not true." So I looked it up. Sure enough, Chrissy Hines hates that song. And refuses to ever play it live again.
0: Yeah, that would bother me. I would feel a little bit ripped off.
1: I, I was a little disappointed. I didn't see Brass in Pocket live.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you have more Beastie Boys facts, or no? That was just okay. I was
1: just amazed. They're the first ever rap album to oh, okay. reach number one, topped the Billboard charts for seven weeks.
0: You know, the thing about the Beastie Boys, um, they didn't get called out as, like, ripping off—at least, I don't know. I mean, I was only, like, five when they were huge, but uh, they didn't get called out as ripping off, um, you know, black artists or anything like that. But when Vanilla Ice did it, it was like, oh, my God, this guy's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, if, if you listen to Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, I know. So is that why? Because they actually were
0: good. Because they were good, and because the same thing they with had Eminem. This whole New York style. And the same thing with Eminem. Eminem and, was different and good, and so people yeah. were like, "No, he's no, he's fine. He's legit." Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The Beastie Boys were legit. I mean, yeah. they were they were uh, comedians. They were funny. Mm-hmm. The one of the things I think is fascinating about the Beastie Boys is, f- I thought that their second album was Check Your Head. When yeah. Check Your Head came out. And it was huge, and 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 everybody was this is early '90s, like early '91, 90, '92. Right. Huge, and everybody was you know, Beastie Boys are awesome. And then a buddy of mine's like, if you listen to Paul's Boutique, I'm like, what the hell's yeah. Paul's Boutique? Like, well, it's the Beastie Boys' second album. I'm like, this is their second. He's no. like, no. I
0: hope they you put brought out him.
1: another album, which now is my absolute favorite oh, Beastie e- Boys easily, album. Oh, easily, easily. It's easily. the friggin' Dark Side of the Moon for yeah. the Beastie Boys. It is. Paul's boutique is probably one of the one of my top ten all time best favorite albums.
0: Yeah, me too. And in fact, that was the only Beastie Boys album I owned for a very long time. And the reason why is because God rest his soul, uh, my brother had this amazing ability to find stuff that no one else liked first. Yeah, listen to it once and then go. This is garbage. Here you go. You listen to it. So he did that with uh, Nevermind. He gave me hated Nirvana. Didn't get it. Listened to <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit once. Is like, this is okay, but eh, the rest of it is just garbage. And gave me the tape. He's like, you'll probably, quote, you'll probably like these faggots. Um, then, well, not then, but uh, just, uh, I guess, both- Paul's Boutique came out in '89, I want to say. Uh, I believe
1: so. Yes. It, but this
0: is before. This is right before. Ne- never mind. It was like a couple months before yeah. that. He gave me he Paul's was like, Boutique. 1989. Yeah, uh, you like the the Beastie Boys? Here's their other album or whatever. I, I don't know. It's pretty lame. You might like it. Eh. And yeah, that was the only album I ever had by them up until like my late teens when I started buying more records. Right. And Paul's Boutique. It's amazing. Such a good it's, album. and it's such a breakthrough album for hip hop. And that the first song, "Shake Your Rump," is. Like it's got all these cool samples and little drops in it, and oh, it's so good, so good. And I, you know, it it was just it challenged people too much, though, because people wanted another fight for your right.
1: Well, yeah, Licensed to Ill was this funny, total rap thing, and and Paul's Boutique, while still a rap album, there's a lot of stuff in there that's not rap, that's not hip hop. It's it's kind of its own thing, which is part of why it's so great. Why it's so
0: great. Um, all right, my music fact and the show is Louis Armstrong. When he was 66 years old, became the oldest act to top the UK charts. Uh, when, it, when, what a wonderful was Louis world! Louis
1: Armstrong, the first guy to step foot on the moon.
0: <laughs> no, I'm sorry, he was one a guy. One small step <laughs> for man,
1: <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. <laughs> that was awesome. It was a really good. Uh, Thank you. It was a really Thank good you. Neil Armstrong. I've been working on it. Um, Anyway, What a
0: Wonderful World reached number one. So he was the oldest guy in the UK to uh, reach number one when that hit it with with What a Wonderful World. Far out. Four years before that, the United States, when he was 62, he became the oldest man to ever reach number one with Hello, Dolly. Really? Yeah. Um, And then his record was broken in 2009 when uh, Tom Jones, one of the artists for Comic Relief, uh, covered Islands in the stream or something and I don't know. I don't understand Ugh. things. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get that crap. But I I, I think that's it's kinda sad though, because Louis Armstrong had a long career. Had a long I mean invented modern music. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it, invented modern music.
1: Amazing horn player. Uh,
0: invented the solo in songs where you were like, okay, wait, we have one person in this band who's so goddamn good yeah. that we're just going to kind of play a little bit underneath him while he just blows your goddamn mind. Right. He invented that. He invented singing, you know, where you don't have to sing like this. You yeah. can just sing in in an upbeat, on beat, cool way, and you'll sound good. I mean, I don't think that we would have – any alternative singers like, you know, uh, Kirk Cobain or Eddie Vedder without without uh, Louis Armstrong because people would be like, why aren't you singing more smoothly? Why is it so guttural and yeah, rambling, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah, I just I always think that's that's funny when, again, somebody's biggest hit is a song that they they didn't like and doesn't really represent their work whatsoever. Just wow. shows how and stupid. That late,
1: and that late in and his that career. And that late in their
0: career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it kind of gives me hope, though. Like, I'm just failing all over the place. But when I'm 66, something good will happen.
1: It's not going to happen. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That's a show.